Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita, who's on the line. Good morning. Good morning, Sister Yvonne. Happy Wednesday to you. God's got our back all the time. Amen. Have a blessed day. You too. Thank you so much. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning, morning, Sister Lisa. Happy Wednesday. God bless everyone on the car. Have a great day. Hey, hey. Good morning. Hey, hey. Happy Wednesday, Sister Lisa. And I believe I also heard Prosperous. Am I correct? Very good. No, yes. <laughs> Happy Wednesday. And you know, I usually always put it in the app, but um, could you guys just keep me lifted in prayer? Um, it's a blessing. Um, I'm going into the office today, and so I don't usually do that. So just praying that my presentation goes well and God keeps uh, me healthy and all of us healthy in that room. I'm not used to being with everybody still with the whole COVID thing. So just keeping us healthy and just being a blessed day today. Amen. And yes, and you're going to do awesome on your presentation in the name of Jesus. Amen. Happy Wednesday to you. Good morning. This is Sister Stephanie. Um, I'm running late to the gym. But I was just wondering if you could hold in prayer my best friend. She had a heart attack a couple of days ago, the one that has the cancer. And my mother, who's 88, she fell out of the bed, and she's in the hospital. And it happened on the same day, the heart attack and the cancer. But they live in separate states. But um, anyway, to God be the glory. You ladies have a wonderful day. Okay, I'm writing it down now, and we certainly will be praying for your best friend and for your mom. What's your best friend's name? Sharon. Sharon, thank you. And your mom? Georgia. I'm sorry, can you repeat that again for me, Stephanie? Georgia. Georgia. Thank you. Okay, thank you so much. You're so welcome. Love you, Stephanie. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning, Felicita. How are you? Good morning. Happy Wednesday to you. Thank you. Thank you for the prayers. I- I'm sorry, I didn't catch what you said. I said thank you, and thank you all for all the prayers for traveling. Okay, yes, you are so welcome. Glad you are back and safe, and we love you. Love you too, sir. You're going on me. Okay. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us?
Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Salasita, who's on the line. Good morning, Salasita. It's Brother Michael. Happy Good Wednesday. morning, Brother. Thank you. Good morning, Brother Michael. Happy Wednesday to you as well. Good morning. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go right ahead. Oh, I'm so sorry. Good morning. This is the Tracy. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Good morning, Sister Tracy. Happy Wednesday to you. Is there anyone else that would like to say good morning before we begin the hosting? Good morning, Valuable. Good morning, Declare Victory. It's a great day. I want to just say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you again for all the birthday love. It was overwhelming. If y'all know somebody that has a birthday, even the people on the street, say happy birthday to them. It just makes their day to know that they are loved. So thank you again. I love you all. Appreciate you. Awesome. Good morning, Sister Rochelle, and we're so glad that you enjoyed the birthday wishes. We love you. Okay, at this time, I'm going to ask everyone to please place your phones on mute, and we'll begin the hosting. Good morning, everyone. My name is Valuable Valacita, and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Make sure to call in during the month of October, where our monthly theme is entitled Sonship. Each declarer will focus on how to continue God's work by being a leader in his plan. Make sure you invite a friend so they can be blessed as well. There are two announcements today. Today is the day that declare victory fast for anything that you may be believing the Lord for. If you would like to join in, push back your plate or something that you spend a lot of time doing and offer this time to the Lord in prayer. We will be Fasting all day until 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, where we'll call back into the same phone number and have a quick closing prayer. Second, we'd like to offer you an opportunity to put God first in the area of your finances. Our mission at Declare Victory is to offer sound declarations based on biblical truth along with prayer during the week and outreach participation to serve our communities in need. Will you partner with Declare Victory by giving to support our mission? There are three ways to give. You can give at declarevictory.org or through PayPal at paypal.me forward slash declarevictory or through Cash App at dollar sign I declare victory now. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in Him. We have some prayer requests. The first one is from Sonia. Sonia's aunt passed away, and her niece's grandmother passed away on Monday. So let's pray for strength and comfort for their family. Rochelle is asking for prayer for Brenda for health, and is also asking for prayer for her bonus brother, Ronaldo, who had his leg amputated on Monday. And she's also asking for prayer for her bonus daughter, Rania, 
who is attend, attending UCLA Law. So let's pray that she knows Jesus as her Lord and for mental strength that she doesn't get overwhelmed with school. Prosperous is asking for prayer today for herself. She's going into the office, which she normally doesn't do, and she's going to be uh, giving a presentation. So we're just going to pray that everything goes well with her presentation and that everyone remains healthy and, um, and that everything goes well for her today while she's in the office. Stephanie is asking for prayer for her best friend, Sharon. She had a heart attack. And she's also asking for prayer for her mom, Georgia, who is also in the hospital, who fell out of the bed. And this all happened on the same day. So let's also lift up Stephanie just for strength and comfort for her as well. The order of the call is as follows. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Sabrina. Declaration by Dion. Then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by the Declare. I'll repeat the order. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Sabrina. Declaration by Dion. And then closing comments hosted by the Declare. The scripture for today is from Galatians chapter 4, verse 6. Because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you please place your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to Sabrina. Have a blessed day. Hallelujah, Father. We come to you this morning as dear children. We come to you this morning as sons and daughters. God, we come to you with a heart full of gratitude for your grace and your mercy, realizing, God, that it was you and you alone that woke us up this morning, God, it is you, and you alone that allowed us to see the dawning of the new day. Father, we realize that it is you, you alone, that has given us air to breathe, strengthen our bodies, the ability to live and to move, God. And so before we ask you for anything, God, we make it our declaration to thank you for everything because we realize without you, God, we would not have anything. So, God, we just take a moment to intentionally take inventory of how good you are, how good you've been, God, and that strengthens our mind and our heart to believe how good you will continue to be. Father, we bless you. You're so good. You're so kind. You're so merciful. You're so thoughtful, God. You're so mindful. God, we just thank you for just how loving and how faithful you are, God. Even in the midst of prayer requests that abound, we recognize that you are still good. In fact, you are the only constant in our life, God, and I thank you that you are unchanging, you are unfailing, you are unmoving. God, you are the stabilizing force in our life, and we just bless you today, God. Even as the tempest may be raging, the storms may be billowing, God, we thank you that you are our anchor. God, we thank you that you hold us Steady, we thank you that you are help in time of trouble. We thank you that you are shelter in time of 
storm. God, we thank you. Your name is a strong tower, God, that we can run into and find safety in time of need. God, we thank you. Even that your shadow provides safety for us, God, covering for us. I thank you. Your word reminds us that all that we have need of, your hand has already provided. So, God, we realize that even our prayer requests are a formality because you see all and you know all. God, our prayer requests are more for our hearts than it is for yours because you know our thoughts are far off, God, and you know even the people that we carry in our heart. God, you know their requests. You know their needs. So, God, we come to you as dear children. God, we come as a sign of humility, recognizing that if you don't do it, it won't be done. But God, we come in full faith. We come with a reassurance of knowing that you can do anything but fail. God, we come, God, even with our requests, we realize that they're just that request. But God, we wrap them and the knowledge that we're praying that your will will be done on earth as it already is in heaven. So, Father, we lift up those that are standing in need of healing to you, God, asking you to do what no other power can do, and that's be God. Be God in their bodies from the crown of their heads to the soles of their feet, whether it's recovering from surgery, recovering from an illness, God, transitioning into life stages and changes, God. We thank you for the power of healing and restoration, God. We thank you for resilience on this morning. God, we thank you for recovery on this morning. God, even those that sit in the hour of bereavement, God, we ask that you would comfort like only you can. God, you have a way of walking us in the cradle of your arms. God, we have, you have a way of providing peace that surpasses all understanding in the midst of the worst times of our lives. God, we ask that you would do for them what you've done for us. And that's be God in their lives. God, be comfort, be stability. God, be joy in the midst of sorrow. God, we ask that every need be provided. God, in the midst of that, God, we ask that every need be provided. Peace in their minds, God, comfort in their hearts. God, we lift up the student that going back to school, to law school. God, we thank you for even just that momentous occasion. God, we thank you in advance for clarity of thought. God, we thank you for academic excellence. We thank you, God, that she will ascend to the top of her class, God, and we thank you that everything that she achieves and everything that she does will bring you glory. And so, Father, we thank you that as she is the crown jewel of her family, God, that you will be the crowning jewel of her heart. God, we ask that she would would seek after you like never before. Father, we just thank you. We thank you for all of the additional prayer requests that went up, God, for strength and healing, God, for resilience. God, we we lift up Prosperous Pam today as she goes into the office. God, we thank you in advance for traveling grace and mercy. We come against every nerve, anxiety, and angst. God, we thank you that her presentation will be effective. We thank you, God, that she will walk in there with holy boldness and with confidence. And, God, that she will deliver what is expected of her and beyond. God, we ask that you will give her the confidence to speak. Hallelujah. As if she's speaking the oracles of Christ. God, we have words that are gifts. 
will make room for us and bring us before great men. So, God, we thank you for the room clearing out for her. God, we thank you for each and every person that will find themselves in the marketplace today. And, God, what do we say for one? We say for all. So we thank you for gifts that will make room. God, we thank you for holy boldness, and we thank you for protection even as we travel to those places. Father, we just thank you for promotions, God, we realize that they don't come from man, but they come from you. So, God, we thank you for even the things that you're setting up in our lives that we don't see, we don't understand, we don't recognize, we're not even looking for it. But, God, we thank you that you know what we need and you know, God, what's coming down the line. So we just rejoice for whatever it is. We know that it's going to work out for our good because it's coming from your hands. Father, we lift up the sick and shed in on today, God. We lift up those that are in the classrooms, the students, God. We thank you for divine protection. Hallelujah over our children as they're back in the classrooms, God. We thank you for their learning capacity and we ask that you will stretch it, God, so that they can get the most out of their school day, God. We Thank you for the teachers that are brave, God, enough to go into the classroom with these children. God, we thank you for resilience. God, we thank you for their personal sacrifice. God, we thank you for all that you do for them. God, we must have children with behavioral issues on today. Father, God, you know. Father, you know, God, the children that are challenges, not only for their teachers, but for their parents, Father, I ask that you would give us the wisdom to parent smarter and not harder on this morning. Those of us that are maybe parenting the second time around, raising grands and extended family members, God, you gave us grace in our hearts to love children who needed to be loved. And God, I ask that you would give us the wisdom to accompany that. God, Father, we lift up every school. We lift up every institution, God, that will host people today from senior centers to nursing homes to hospitals to schools, God, to doctors' offices. God, we pray that you will be a collective fence all around us. God, we thank you that this day no hurt, harm, or danger will come nigh us. We thank you that this day no tragedy will befall us. Father, we lift up those that are sitting in the aftermath of tragedy, sudden losses, God, that was not anticipated, that was not expected. We lift up the fosters to you, God. We continue to lift them up to you. Father, we lift up um, Chris Jackson to you, God, as he continues to fight the good fight of faith, God. Others may think that he's fighting cancer, but God, he's fighting the fight of faith because his faith is strong in you. So, Father, we lift up Dan Mills to you, God. We lift up um, Talia Douglas to you. Father, we lift up Christine Holland and all of the names that I don't know to call, but people are beginning to speak even in their own minds, God. We lift these people up to you, God, knowing that you are God, the author and the finisher of, our, of their faith, and we come to you because you are the sovereign creator of the universe, God. There is nothing that we can do with any of these things, but we pray your will will be done in their lives on earth as it already is in heaven. And so, Father, even as we consider our own petitions, the things that we have laid before you, God, we pray that they are according to your will and we're not asking amiss. God, if there is anything that needs to be changed about our prayer requests, God, because they don't match and align with your heart, Father, we are asking that you would shift us, God, that you would pivot our prayers so that they align for your will for our lives. Father, increase our trust in you, our faith to believe that you know what's best for us. Father, sometimes we say it, but I don't know that we truly mean it. So, God, I'm asking you to pivot our hearts. God, shift us so that we can align our prayers with your will for our lives. God, 
It's a privilege to be called a son. Hallelujah. We recognize that it is a privilege to be your dear children. So, Father, we thank you for that. We thank you for loving us. God, we thank you for sending your only son, God, so that we can have a right. Hallelujah to eternal life. God, we thank you for the shedding of your blood. Hallelujah. We thank you for the shedding of the blood. Hallelujah. That provided, God, remission for our sins. And we thank you, God, for eternal life. We thank you that we have life to look forward with you. So, God, even as we think about the sacrifice that was made on Calvary's cross, God, even as we think about the blood that still works, hallelujah, that is still covering us, even as we think about the grace and the mercy that abounds daily, God, we take our phones off of mute with joy and enthusiasm, knowing that you have us covered in every Oh, 
Amen. And God, we bless you. Good morning. God morning. Great morning. Happy Wednesday, family. It is, as always, an honor uh, to be able to open my mouth, to cry aloud and spare not. Thanking God for his consistency and his, uh, I thank him that uh, he's a covenant-keeping God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Yahweh. This morning, it's Wednesday. I know it's my favorite day of the week. And you know nothing else. My sister knows me. I've probably slept an hour or two. <laughs> very, very good, good time of being awake. Thank God for you, valuable Valacita. Thank you, Grace, for um, ushering us into the presence this morning. I could hear um, my sister Tan in the back with that old church mother clap. And, and that uh, forceful seeking God, I thank you for each and every one of you that lended your sound to corporate prayer this morning. I'm sure that we provoked God from his throne this morning, and that in and of itself is just uh, a blessing. I'm excited about this month. I thank you, Christina, for Monday and our uh, jump start with terminology and um, theory and theology that many may not have uh, necessarily been exposed to just yet. I thank you, uh, Minister Geraldine, for yesterday and your heart for uh, pulling on the horns of the altar. And this morning, we're just going to take an additional step in what I think is one of the most pinnacle ideas and understandings as it relates to kingdom existence. It is Wednesday. It's our day set for fasting. Just want to extend the invitation, as always, uh, that you would join us in fasting, knowing that it is not for God, it is for you, and, and there is no contingency plan. It's just a good thing to do as it helps to uh, subdue our flesh. Amen. Amen. Um, and so, as we venture in just a little bit further, um, God has, of course, given me a couple of different things, but I want to preface something this morning um, because I, I want it to be so clear and so tangible, uh, the, the fact that you are not just a child of God, but uh, there is a posture, there is a position, there is a level of authority that you have access to simply being considered a son that, in all honesty, I just didn't know. I, I didn't, nobody had ever explained it to me in such a way uh, that I caught it, that it became a revelatory word or a rhema word in that moment. And, and to the degree that it shifted how I perceived me. And that, above all, um, is really what the Word of God is created to do, is to, uh, to straighten the bend in our perverted thinking, our perverted ideas of ourselves. And I'm not just talking about perversion in, in the nasty sense of the word. We've talked about this word on several different occasions. I'm talking about perverted that 
it defies the original intent and purpose of what God uh, predestined us for, what he ordained from eternity, what he went inside of himself to cultivate a you. It, it is uh, the thing that helps us to get back to our original intent or purpose. I'll, I'll even say it like this. It's like using um, a folding chair. <laughs> it's like using a folding chair to nail, uh, uh, hang pictures on the wall, right? Like that's backwards. That doesn't go, really. Uh, you need a hammer or, you know, if, if you from... Uh, the gully, you, you would use the heel of a shoe if a, hand, a hammer was not handy. But I believe that if we all get back to what it is that God sent us here to do, that he set before us to do, um, it will change not just our lives, but every life we come in contact with. Amen. And so if I were to coin or theme it, uh, fun or no, no, I'm not a son. I'm, I'm still, still operate from this slave mentality. I'm gonna still move around with this poverty all over me. I'm gonna still uh, uh, execute things as a pauper. I'm gonna stand outside and uh, stare into the house that my siblings eat, because technically that's what it looks like. It looks like you really don't get that this is not just a table. It's your table. This is not just uh, a house, it's your house. This is not just a family, it is your family. Not, not, you're not independent of yourself. You're not all alone. This is not something that you are doing um, from the outskirts. You have been adopted into complete and utter royalty. And I know that we hear that, but I don't know that we understand that. I don't know that we grasp it in such a way that we actually put it on and it becomes part of our personhood. It becomes part of our existence. It becomes a part of our, uh, mm, the essence of our being, so to speak, is that when you understand who you are in Christ, Everything has to acquiesce to you. It's like things begin leaning in your direction because the revelation of who you are starts to exude from the inside out. When you are in right relationship, right connection, and recognize that you are in Christ, your mentality begins to change. Your mindset begins to shift. And after you stop settling for wood nickels. Right, you stop settling for uh, what what you uh, don't necessarily have to. Right, and so it, it is. Um, it is important. It is imperative. It is essential that you begin to ask God to break up every stony area. I promise I'm going to give you word in just a moment, but I want to I want to frame this with the love of the heart of the Father. There is a longing that he has for you to understand how much he loves you. 
And no matter how far you go and no matter how much you blow it and no matter how many things you've done historically, uh, as soon as an hour ago, listen, he doesn't care about any of that. He, he cares that you don't understand that you are his child and nothing can change that. Nothing can rearrange it in eternity. Nothing can alter the outcome but you and your capacity to receive. So, Father, even before I begin to share, I pray, God, that every heart, every ear that's listening, that every heart be penetrated with the truth of your word in such a way that it becomes rhema in this moment. God, I pray that the revelation of who we are in and through you and how you see us, God, considering you call us your beloved, God, that our hearts would be compelled to trust what you've already said. Our minds would be shifted to truth. God, that no matter what our circumstances are, no matter what the facts are, no matter what we think we see, God, that you would give us the capacity to trust you beyond what we can see, to trust you beyond our feelings and emotions, God, but the sheer revelation that you are our Father, and that a Father gives good gifts to his children, that you think more highly of us than we think of ourselves. But God, open the eyes of our understanding that we would see ourselves as you see us, that we would, be, we would begin to love ourselves well in such a way that it would change the way that we love externally. You said that the greatest command is to love. God, how do we love anyone if we can't receive your love, love ourselves? And then become an extension of that great love that you offer us, that unfailing love, that undying love, that unchanging love, that unfaltered love. God, it is in the matchless name of Jesus. I declare it, I decree it, and I say thank you in advance, God, that somebody uh, will walk into a place of liberty simply because they heard the heart of the Father this morning. Amen. Amen. So. Um, there are a couple of things I want to share this morning. I'm I'm super excited because I have a feeling that um, through this teaching, coupled with the last 10 months or nine months, I guess, um, of the year, that there have been things along the way that have impacted you. I think that this is probably outside of, well, I can't really even say that. This, this for me, um, like completely changed my life. And and you guys hear me, I tell stories frequently because um, it was the stories that started to shift me because I needed to put the pieces in practical order. I, I didn't, I didn't get uh, that the, the King James version just translated to simple life application tools, right? There are laws, principles and precepts that are in full operation that have the force of a legal um, guise. They have a legal uh, spin. There is um, legal terminology connected to all of this and the greater understanding of what it means to be in Christ. 
according to John 1, verses 12 and 13, it said, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. And 13 says, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Right, that's John, uh, John 1, 12 and 13. And I don't know about you, but I've heard that scripture over and 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 over again. The book of John in and of itself, as it relates to sonship in its totality, is probably one of the most helpful um, um, chapters to connect the dots. In in John 14, I believe it talks about how that um, Jesus introduces us to the Father, right? The Father uh, won't even know that you exist without the in introduction or the injection of Jesus uh, standing in that gap, being the intercessor for you, saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I know, I know, uh, I know Kelly, I know uh, Lisa, I know uh, Tara, I know Pam, I know, I know all these individuals, but until that is the case, until he can say with full uh, clarity, yeah, I, I, I know Dion, right, I, I, I hang out with her, <laughs> right, we're, we're, we're friends. That sonship is not solidified. That staple is not put in place. It's really important that you understand that building right relationship with Jesus really helps you not only understand sonship, but to put it on, considering we are joint heirs with him, right? Considering this tight-knit relationship, this this um, adoption into this royal family and and I think when you understand the principles, the process, the precepts, the context of adoption, the legality of adoption, um, it starts to shift how you view things. Let me let me give you a, a really really quick example. Um, I won't I won't say any names because I don't I don't know that they'd ever necessarily want their children to know that they are adopted. Um, I, I feel differently about that because. The difference is when you get adopted, it means that somebody selected you. It means that you were chosen. It means that you were identified as a son or a daughter. Um, I could use, and, and I think this is okay to say, um, even though it wasn't a legally binding document, there was a, a, a whole process that was gone through to have my niece adopted. Um, she's an adult. She's not a she's not a child. Um, and not that she didn't have a biological mother, but um she was she was adopted. I can even say this about my sister and being adopted into a family so much so that if you say she's not uh, a sibling, people will fight you physically. <laughs> but what I understand about being a and, and get this, most of us behave like foster children. Like there's a possibility 
that in the middle of the night, a social worker will show up and come and swoop you up with the two or three garbage bags that they give you at the time because you never leave with everything that you came with. You always leave short uh, when you are a foster child, unless, of course, you lived in my house because they leave with more than what they came with. But uh, the foster parent, I mean, the, the social worker would come to pick up one of the children or you know, depending on what the circumstance was, that they were being reunified with their biological mother, the social worker would come and pick the child up at very short notice after having been stable, and somebody needs to mute their phone, stable and situated uh, in my home for length of days. And I'm going to go back to my, my niece story in a minute, but I want you to get this because if this is your mentality, I understand why why, and how it could be, but then we want to talk about, through the Word of God, how to shift that idea in your mind, right? So the social worker would call me at maybe 5 o'clock and say, hey, um, there was an order issued by the judge that said these children are to be reunified with their parents. I had... Uh, two twin boys, their names were Caesar and Cruz. They were 22 months when I got them. They did not speak a little English. Some of you may have heard this story before, but I remember when they came to pick Caesar and Cruz up, I had little to no time to gather their things so that they could go and be with their parents. I was probably the third home that they had been with. And in order for the parents to be able to um, get the children back, they have an 18-month time period to complete all of their courses and classes. Well, from home to home, they had been abused. They had not been treated well. But then when they got ready to leave me, the social worker said, I've never seen them this upset, right? We act like the social worker is coming to get us. Like we don't have a permanent home. The difference between being a foster child and being adopted through the legalities of the court system, and I'm talking about heaven's court as well as physical court, is there are legally binding documents that means you can't give the kids back. That if you have uh, inheritance and you don't have any natural children, well, guess what? Those children that you adopted are next in line. They're going to receive that inheritance, rain, shine, sleet, or snow, because they are adopted uh, into that family. If there are siblings, there are things, unless something, a will was put in place, which is what we have access to through the word of God, that inheritance has to be equally distributed unless the will indicates something different. Our mentality as believers in most cases is based on our limited exposure and experience and our poor understanding of what it means to be physically adopted. I'm going to give you, um, I'm sorry, I'm going to give you one more, uh, one more scripture. And I'm sorry, one second. Um, as, as I started to, to kind of consider, and you guys know my story, I say all the time that I was borderline a pen stroke away from being a foster child, right? So for me, it was a, a, a great struggle to really even receive the idea that a God could love me so much that he would take me into his family, change my name, change how I'm seen, 
um, and move me into a place of being a permanent uh, citizen of his family, right? Our citizenship changed when we said yes to Jesus, right? How we show up, uh, even in a, a global system shift because of our yes to relationship with him. Let's go to Ephesians, uh, the first chapter, Ephesians 1. And I'm going to start at about the the fifth verse. I mean, I'm sorry, the third verse. And it reads, praise be to God and Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight, in love. He predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him, we have redemption through his blood and forgiveness of sin in accordance with the riches of God's grace that and all of which he lavished on us. With all wisdom and understanding, right? That meant he knew exactly what he was doing. He was not confused uh, about it when he put it on us, right? Um, to be put into effect when the times reach their fulfillment, to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. In him, we are also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything conformatively, I mean, uh, everything in conformity with the purpose of his will, in order that we, who were the first to put our hope in Christ, might be for the praise of his glory. And you also. Sorry, y'all, I'm going from a Mac to a PC, and I'm thrown off. <laughs> I'm sorry. And you, who also, who were also included in Christ, when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, when you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possessions in the praise of his glory. I know I just read a lot. I need you to go back and read it. I need you to go back and study it. It will help you help you, right? It'll help you help you. Because of our slave mentality, because there are moments that we just don't understand that first and foremost he chose us right not everybody hears his voice he said those who hear my voice harden not their hearts right but but what you have to know that even if you're here on this call he he chose you you heard his voice you responded to the call. That means that from eternity, he has you in mind, right? 
from eternity, he knew that you would hear his voice. He knew that on October the 4th of 2023, that you would be up at six o'clock in the morning on a prayer call of these people who for the last 10 years uh, have sought the hand of God, the face of God, the heart of God to gravitate toward moving into deeper revelation, deeper understanding, a deeper connection and relationship with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, right? Right, so we're not just blessed in the earth. We are blessed in heavenly realms. There are things we have not accessed because we don't necessarily know that they exist, right? If he chose you from before the creation of the earth, if he chose you from the foundation of the earth, it's because uh, he knew that you were predestined to be a part of this family. He knew that you would eventually find your tribe. And according to the fourth chapter of the first verse, it says, for he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and to be blameless in his sight, in love, right? He loved us so much that his decision to love us is much greater than our idea of what and who we think we are. The only thing we have to do in any circumstance is simply receive that as truth, right? And then as he went down into the fifth verse, he says, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Christ Jesus, right? And that was in accordance to his pleasure. In other words, not only is he satisfied with his decision, it's to bless him. It's to encourage him. You operating in full sonship and the authority wherewith that sonship applies, it makes him proud like you get it. Like, look at my baby go. Look at my child move around in authority, standing flat-footed and declaring and decreeing that if you are my father, uh, then I have access to all of this. Right. So let me let me go back to the story with my niece and then I'm going to pull a few things together. Right. So I remember when um, the relationship established with my niece and her mom. I won't I won't say names because I don't I don't know how she feels. And she may be my niece may even be on the, the phone call. I don't know to what degree she understands how much she's loved and some stuff I won't say because it's not mine to share. But what I will say is, um, if you say that's not her daughter's, her biological child's sister, she will probably fight somebody. There are things that God gives access to um, simply through connection or relationship. A lot of times we, we feel like we have to be good and do everything perfect and get everything right and cross all our T's and dot all of our I's, when in reality, the only thing that we have to do is change our mind about how we see who we are, right? When you don't have a covering, when you don't have a parent, when you don't have, listen, I know what all that feels like. I, I understand what it feels like, although I never went through the legal processes, I believe God allowed me to experience certain things so that it would become revelation to my spirit, not just to my the eyes of my understanding, even though they've been enlightened, I get that he will withhold no good thing from me. It's nothing I can't have. There's nothing I can't do. There's nothing I can't become. There's nothing that he won't uncover in an effort to bring light to it, to give me an understanding. There's nothing that can deceive me for length of time. There are 
certain things as a son that I understand that I not only have access to, but because I have access to it, I then become a lighthouse. Right, I then become the one, um, and, and I'm not just talking about me. I'm talking about you when I say I. I then become the access point for somebody else to get the revelation of the fact that this here free gift is available to all of us. Right, he wants all of us to understand that we are all here. Uh, okay, go go to First John three and two. Google, I wasn't talking to you. First John 3 and 2, it says, Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it do, it do not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And, and I, I read that verse, we shall see him as he is. I, I don't know about any of you guys, but I promise, and I shared this last night on a Bible study. Listen, I, I thought God was like this boogeyman, like this ogre that was looking to, you know, don't do that, to scold me. He's not that. He is such a loving father. He's, he's the kind of loving father that you could have a thought. Of, of something in your heart, and all of a sudden, listen, you'll see that thing right before your very eyes. There are certain things that I daydream about, um, and they're meager things. If you know anything about me, I'm super not materialistic, and that used to not be my story when I was a people pleaser. I cared about what people thought they saw aesthetically um, while my heart was all jacked up and my mind was all twisted and warped. But today, the things that I desire are so simple. They are so fundamental. They are so basic. Now, don't get me wrong. I love lavish things. I like going nice places. I love dining, uh, high life dining. I do. I like uh, uh, very eloquent things. But the the things that my heart desires, the simple things in life are stuff like um, you know, fancy suitcases. And I don't even really got to be that fancy. <laughs> But I could think a thing, and, and God will, by his hand, by his favor, it's almost like he winks at me as father. Like, I, I know you wanted that. Here you go, boy. There you go. <laughs> it, it is the sweetest thing. It is such an amazing love to be like, Dad, I think I would like, right? And, and I know for those of us that have been fatherless, it's hard to wrap your mind around the fact that he loves you like that. It's hard to wrap your heart around the fact that he's got you like that. It's hard for you to put in place uh, th those things that, that make you grasp that it is his heart's desire to meet your needs. Right? Um, Romans 8, 15 and 16 says, For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby, hallelujah, we cry, Abba, Father, right? Like, you you are my dad. Like, I can come to you with any and every single thing on the planet, and you are consistently faithful to not only hear, but to answer. 
He wants to answer, but he can't answer what we won't ask. If the enemy can trick you into silence, the only thing that ends up happening is you don't open your mouth, which is usually bridled by the spirit of pride. Right? So so as as we grow and go and become, um, there are a couple of things that, that I started to evaluate and or assess in my own life. I know in, in our early years, based on your experience and exposure, when it comes to kingdom living and kingdom understanding, we were told certain things that just kind of became our norm. It, it's the things that our parents were taught and their parents were taught. And we got these hand-me-down relationship rules. We got these um, riddled and plagued with religion experience exposures that tainted the way we see God, right? It, it tainted the way we expect him to show up in our lives. But But what you have to get is that nothing that, you have learned historically excludes you from unlearning it and learning the truth about what the word says for you in today. In our mind's eye, normally our activity determines our identity, right? So in other words, it's like what we choose to do uh, makes us who we are. But in kingdom living, our identity determines what we do. Our identity is what leans us in the proper direction or the improper direction, a direction of morality and integrity of, of really understanding. You know how some people you'll hear, I, I'll use this as an example. Listen, them Dawson, maybe you know them Dawson's from a distance in the way they carry themselves, in the way they walk, in the way that they speak, in the way that they engage, in the way that they interact, even on a Sunday morning from Clifford to E.K., listen, to, to the whole lot of them. Them Dawsons know that their names are Dawson, right? And for some of us here on uh, the line, even though Tanya Nadine Alexander is, is currently an Alexander, listen, that, that she one of them walkers. <laughs> Those, you, you can identify them walkers in a crowded room, baby. Right, so there are certain elements, there are certain things that are like uh, birthmarks or identification marks. We have to get to a place where it's like, listen, honey, don't you, do you know who I am? Do you know who my father is? Listen, I am a child of the Most High God, but outside of being a child, I am a son. There are certain things that as a son and standing in that place of authority that you not only have access to, but that you can ask God without wavering or cowering or begging him at that. He is absolutely not only a good father, but his desire is to give to you all the things that you need to complete what he sent you here to do. It's not about the tangible things. God puts us in places and positions. He promotes us and moves us forward so that we can do kingdom exploits, not so that we can uh, buy a bigger ring, not so our, our weave can be 28 inches instead of 22. That's, that's not what this is. And when you start to operate from identity 
as opposed to letting identity be determined by what you think you're doing to impress people, everything changes, it shifts. Not only does it shift for your life, but anyone that comes in contact with you, they ought to feel the power of God on your life. They ought to know that without a shadow of a doubt, God's got you. Right, the hand of God is completely on your life, and it ought to be visible. My my grandma would say it like this, honey, you ought to show some signs. <laughs> we ought to know, right, that you are a child of the Most High God. So uh, that being said, I hope we can have discussion a little bit further about it. Um, I pray that something that I said just kind of helps something mesh in your heart. He wants to love you. He wants to grow you. He wants to bless you. He wants to enlarge you. He wants to expand you. He wants to pull you in to a deeper place in him. Amen. That being said, uh, like I said, I pray something I said encouraged you. If there is anyone on the line uh, that did not have an opportunity to say good morning, y'all know, routine by now. We start with the men and we move into new callers and then thereafter uh, we just go half at it. Okay. If anyone, uh, any of our fellas that did not get to say good morning, let's do that now. Good morning, y'all. Good morning. This is Ashanti, um, one of Christina Joy's friends. I just wanted to say thank you for the message. Amen. Amen. Well, welcome, welcome. Glad to have you on, babe. Any fellas? Amen. Any new callers? All right, Ali, 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 she may have been uh, loading up the call. I don't know. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. I heard Denise. Good morning. Good morning. Who was that? Good morning, Alicia. Hey, Alicia. Good morning, Miss Kindness. Hey, Kindness. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Gigi. Good morning. Who else was that? It's cheerful. It's cheerful. Hey. Kashonda, good morning. Hey, girl. Hey, good morning. Good morning. What a sweet sound this morning. God bless you. Amen. God bless you, darling. Good morning. It's Jubilant Juliet. Hey, Jubilant. Hey, girl. Hey. Good morning. It's Leomia. Hey. Good morning. Good morning. It's Pamela. Hey there, Pamela. Good morning. Good morning. It's Miss B. Hey, Miss B. Good morning, Miss Glorious. Hey, Glorious. Good morning. Good morning. It's Joyful. Hey, Joyful. Good morning. Hey, Dishio. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, hello. Good morning. It's Moxie. 
morning, Mark. Anybody else? Great morning. This is Brianna. Hey, Bri, good morning. Good morning, Angie. Good morning, darling. Anybody else? All right. Any questions, comments, commentary? Good morning, Grace. Um, officially, good morning. I, I don't have any questions, but I want to thank you for uh, the declaration this morning for many reasons. It was so very personal for me. It brought back a lot of sweet, sweet memories that actually brings tears to my eyes when I think about my own adoption story. Um, I shared openly about this earlier this year. I got to go to my first family reunion as a child. And um, there were several people that actually mistook me for my sister. And mm. they would walk up on me. And when I returned, they was like, oh, my God, I thought you were so-and-so. You guys mm. look just alike. And as you were talking, even about the spiritual adoption, after we spend so much time around our siblings and around our parents, we start to look like them. And it just gave me the revelation that as we spend time with God, we start to look like him. And before you know it, people, the, the, the signs, the residue of adoption is gone. And all people should see is children. So thank yeah. you for that this morning. Amen. 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 Hey, D. Hey, G. Um, I just wanted to share and say thank you for that word because it was just it was so personal and it, I was able to just make some connections and it's just that God, um, you're right, He chose us and not only did He choose us once, He like chose us and He chooses us every single day that He gives us another chance and He knows everything about us. Like you said, you know, sometimes you can just think that you want something, he gives you what what you want out of nowhere. But a lot of times, um, you know, he knows everything that we want already, but he wants to just hear us and know that we trust that he will give us whatever he, that we desire. And he wants to hear from us to ask. So sometimes I'll be like, you know, thinking, oh, I want this, or I wish this could happen. But if I don't ask, you know, he, he wants to actually hear the words that we will trust him enough to ask him. So that, that enlightened me. So thank you. Amen. Amen. Good stuff. Yeah, good stuff. Amen. Anybody else? Amen. Well, listen, y'all. Y'all already know I'm not. I'm not gonna be the dead horse. I just pray that something that was said will penetrate your heart in such a way that you begin to seek after the heart of the Father as Father, and not just as this ogre God who's looking to punish you. The reality is he's desiring more than anything that you would understand that he is for you, that his heart is for you, and that ultimately his desire is that you would receive his love as a child and even have the posture of the heart of a child. 
It's up to you how you interact with your God. Completely and utterly. Amen. Anybody else? I'll give one last holler before we get ready to go. This is Glorious again. Hey. Hey. I just want to say the 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 reaffirming of the fact that I'm his son. Thank you. Keep saying it. Because it's blessing my soul. It's, it's, it's helping to push and motivate me even more into seeing myself and appreciating and appropriating to my own life. I'm, I'm actually his son. He loves yeah. me so much. Yeah. Thank you. I love you. I love you too, sis. And he absolutely does. Hey, Radical. It's kindness. Beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. I just want to say the first lady that spoke, she had me smiling as she was kind of sharing her story. And, you know, the Lord always drops little nuggets in me. And so I just wanted to kind of um, touch back on that because as she was speaking, it made me think that oftentimes if we even spend time with our pets over a significant amount of time, we begin to resemble them as well. So that is so true. You know, who we surround ourselves with, we begin to identify ourselves um, similar to them. It's just what happens, those birds of a feather. So thank you so much for your declaration. You always drop a, um, a word in my spirit that I can just soak on for the day. Love you and appreciate you, beautiful. Amen. Love you too, darling. Hey, Dee. Um, hey. Great share, great share. Um, when you were speaking, it, it just made me think about how many times my youngest daughter and I go places, and all they say is, dang, she looks just like you. But one um, bishop said to me one time, he said, oh, my God, she looks just, I mean, you can't tell. And I said, well, what does that mean? He said, even, and he started picking out characteristics about me. And I was like, oh, my God, you can see that in her? He said, yeah, even, you know, the stuff that you don't, that's you and I said so what does that look like what does that mean for me what do I have to um you know show her in order for it not to be um you know the better characteristics or the attributes that God will shine um and and even though she looks like me but she'll carry the characteristics of the father so that that was huge um yeah yeah that just made me think about that so thanks thank you for this year thank you for um, just, you know, plugging on us to be able to see beyond the surface of what, you know, what it really is to go deeper and get a better understanding. I love you, sis. Thank you. Love you, too, man. It's Krishanda. Hey, girl. Hey. Hallelujah. 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 I guess I'm saying, yay. I'm skipping. Um, I know. How much our Father loves us just makes me want to skip. It's so precious, the word this morning, um, to be, as Sister Gloria said, a son of God, to know how much he loves us, um, and to be able to walk in that. What a way to come back to the call. That was amazing. God bless you. Love you. Amen. Love you too, babe. Good to hear your voice.
man, anybody else? Hallelujah. Good morning, Dion. It's Tracy. Hey, Tracy, girl. Good morning. I just wanted to say basically thank you for that powerful word on this morning. And uh, y'all know I'm just getting back, so I'm just absorbing, sitting still, and keeping my ears in tune. So I just wanted to say thank you uh, for that because, you know, I was adopted at three months old, so everything that you talked about I can identify with, and I'm just grateful for someone taking the time to love me unconditionally, and it's just, uh, you know, I'm just grateful. So that's all I wanted to say. Amen. Amen. And what what better way to expound and or explain um, simply by having been adopted? It, it's a big deal. It's, it's, um, it's really a gift. And just knowing that, that you were chosen, I think, is half the battle. So thank you for sharing that, Trace. Hey, sister. Hey. Hey, so I love you. And I'm like Sabrina, man, just the, not adopted, but I have so many God families that adopted my mom because she came from California with pretty much, you know, herself and just people who, a lot of people think we got a lot of cousins, but we really don't. It's just people who adopted her. So we became family to people, not by blood, but by relation. So um, when Sabrina said that, as we speak, there's a foster kid who is my son's responsibility because it's his fiance's family's foster child. And just watching him and, and getting spend time with this um, 11-year-old kid who's never had love because, like you said, he's gotten passed around to so many families, yet his birth mother continues to have babies. She just had twins. And it's just like, and when you mentioned how they don't give you time when they say, hey, we're, we're putting them pretty much putting them back in hell because that's what they go back to when they put them back with some of these families you don't have time to get your stuff and so I think about me and you know how I like to give stuff and so he's 11 and I love boys so just buying him little things that he can call his own he's still with them but they're supposed to be sending him back to his mom um, in January and it's heartbreaking but it's the courts so what do you do so I was just thinking about how at least the time he's been able to spend around us, you know what I mean, he'll get loved on. And who knows what God's plan is. Maybe January come and they'll say no. They'll cancel the, the order or whatever, however it works. So I just want to thank you for just reminding us that even though, like, some of us weren't adopted, but we've had other um, experience with people who didn't know. Like, I have a good friend whose mother left him as a newborn in a hospital. He's now 62 years old. He's never connected with his family, but you wouldn't know because of all the people and you know God has placed him in to just know that what love is from God. So I thank you, sis, and I love you so, so much. I just thank God for you. Amen. Amen. Thank God for you as well. Good stuff. Hey, Dion, this is Sonia. Uh, hey. I just want to say thank you. Um, I can't keep too many words this morning, but just thank you. All I can say right now. Um, Dee Dee said a lot, and she was one of those that adopted me when I moved from Texas here. So Sabrina started it, and I thank you for it. So that's, that's all I have to say this morning. Love you, declare victory. Amen. Um, 
We love you, darling. Hey, good morning, sis. I just wanted just to chime in real quick. Um, first thing that listen, um, Dion, you know what you always do. You always pull and and get us to the perception, you know, of understanding um of how to see it, you know, because even right now, as I was just thinking, you know, like about adoption, you know, I was feeling the 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 negative from the things that I had in my spirit about adoption. You know, when you was younger, you would teach somebody, they'd be whispering, oh, no, she adopted. You know, you'd be like, oh, oh, you know, stuff like that. You know, like, no, no, you know, just little things like that. And no one knows that you are, it's a difference in this sonship. You know what I'm saying? It's a difference. It's a spiritual adoption. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's We're truly connected. You know, his blood really covers us. His, you know, he's really in us. So I was just looking at it in that way. So my perception get a better, um, um, what would come out of that, like you adopted, but you over there, you know, you know what I'm saying? You adopted, mm-hmm. but yeah, that type of mentality. You know, we can't, we can't have that mentality in this here, right? Not in this, you know, I'm trying to say, sis, like, yeah. yeah, you know, right. So for me, I was just think like, no, get rid of that. You know what I mean? Um, to the trading floor as you go, you know, because that ain't it. That's not the the type of adoption is is um what what the sonship is. So you know, if anybody else is having that you know type of negative, you know, perception of what you thought adoption was or how people used to make others feel, you know, like oh you ain't part of the fam. No, we I'm part of the fam. I'm in. I'm part. Of, I'm in the family. You know, right. I'm in the family. You know, it's not just, you know, yeah, I just was thinking about that. Like, wow, what a God we serve. What, thank you, Jesus. You know, right, when you really think about it and feel it in that sense, spiritual sense, not in this worldly thing of what we done made adoption. But thank God, you know, what, how, at least how, when I was younger, how it was perceived. Nobody never saw that person as part of the family. He was the one that was adopted. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's a difference. It's big. It's not the same. This ain't that. Yeah. Right. Okay. Thank you so much for giving us the more clear understanding of picture of kingdom sonship. I love you so much. Amen. Anybody else? Hey, beautiful. It's kindness again. Just another um, view of how adoption could be looked at. You know, to me, it's more of a graceful thing and an individual that is not my relative willing to step up and to love me despite where I come from, despite what I've been through. They may have even seen my record, knew my history. I could have been a drug baby, whatever my case was. They accepted me. And I feel like that's what Jesus does. Like he's the intercessor. My mom was required to have me before I could be adopted by somebody else. And even though I'm God's, it's Jesus that's required in my life before I can actually get that kinship with my father. So I kind of associated those two. You know, people did look at it as a bad thing, but I've always looked at it as a good thing. Like, that's graceful that somebody would do that, the same way that the Lord does it for us. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Not to be oppositional to, to what Sis was saying, but just a different view. Like, that's a gift. You know what I mean? Like, That's the ultimate sacrifice because, no, you're not my blood, but the blood is on the cross already. You know, it's on the cross. Yeah, I just thought that was that kind of dropped in my spirit, and I was like, wow, that's deep. 
So thank everybody this morning. It's it's real real stuff. It is real stuff. Good morning, Gianna. It's Miss D. Good morning. I'm like, good morning. I apologize. I like what you said about uh, not being written out of. You know, in a human family, they may make a will that does not is not inclusive of the adoptee. But when being adopted into Christ's family, I I won't be written out. He will not write me out of the inheritance that he has for me. That's it. Thank you. It's real stuff. Very good. It's the truth. Amen. Wow. Just waiting to help. So I just thought about this as to remit just under, like, you know, the riches of your inheritance. You know what I'm saying? Like, all the things that is connected to me being adopted, that he called me. He saw me. You know what I'm saying? To be a part of him. To be a part of his family, to be a part of his kingdom, you know, that's just amazing to me when I even think about it in that way. Like, you know, it's not, this adoption is not like that, you know, because, you know, we, we look at our family, I'm just thinking of myself, you know what I'm saying? And you think of these, all these waves, these woes, and this, you know what I'm saying? And hey, but this family, you know, that he has adopted me into is totally different, you know, it's totally different. He accepted me. He accepted me just as I am, and he loved me just as I am. You know, just really fully receiving, you know, it's the receiving this adoption. We got to receive it. You know, we can, you know, because we walked around like, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, but then when I begin to understand and receive, to be received and accepted into the blood, you know, because you, you got to, I, I have to receive it. You know, like you had said at the beginning of your, um, I was thinking of getting into uh, either your prayer or declaration of us receiving his love, receiving, you know, that's that's the thing right there. Pray that our hearts be not hardened to receive love because we don't, you know, I have put up so much block, you know, when it comes to, you know, for being hurt, you know. So God is good. Just receive the love, receive the kingdom, receive the adoption. You know, we accept it. I just really just got overwhelmed with that. That is just so, you know, just. The receiving, like, show we 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 gotta receive y'all, receive it. He given it, he gave it. It's done. It's finished. Oh, it's nailed. It's I'm real. I'm a caliber for him. Okay, okay. I'm sorry, y'all. Just been rambling. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Anybody else? Well, guys, I appreciate your time invested this morning. I pray that you would go and you would grow in love, that you would remember that you were chosen by God to be part of this royal family. Ask God to increase your capacity to receive his love, his grace, and his mercy this morning, that it would stretch you to greater, greater heights, deeper revelation, greater understanding of who you are in Christ that he would begin to open your eyes in such a way that it would just change how you perceive you. Um, Otherwise, we'll hear you right back here at 5 p.m. If not, we will hear you in the morning. Uh, Have a wonderful Wednesday, and I'll hear you guys a little bit later on this afternoon. Bye, guys. Thursday, everyone.
Yes, yes. God bless everyone. Yes, yes. God bless. 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 God bless